the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halastic, and I am co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions is the leading provider of lines of credit to nonprofits. Our line of credit program is easy, inexpensive, and costs nothing until used, making it a great cash backup plan for your nonprofit. If you'd like to learn more about the program, the nonprofit line of credit program, please visit us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. And if you decide to apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file. Or feel free to give us a call at 862-207-4118. Again, that's nonprofitmbapodcast.com if you want to learn more about the line of credit program. Uh, And also, I tell this everybody uh, because we always have emergency calls that come in from people who aren't customers. Uh, And, you know, the time to set up a line of credit is when you don't need it. So that when you do need it, you have it ready to go. So it's something to think about, certainly in the start of a new 2021, when we've all been through 2020 and we see what happens when emergencies come up. So today I am excited to be speaking with Todd Tarbert, who is the CEO of Semble. Semble is an expert financial solutions provider specializing in low-cost loans for nonprofit organizations and social impact enterprises. Since 2007, Semble's creative finance option has helped nonprofits significantly reduce loan payments by 30 to 60 percent, releasing precious resources for mission impact missional impact and donor retention. Their novel hybrid funding approach combines crowdfunding and bank gap financing uniquely tailored to meet individualized loans needs for financing debt, working capital, or new facilities. Um, Todd lives in Seattle, Washington, and has been an attorney since 1988. Todd worked for one of the oldest law firms, the Ryan Firm, in Seattle, Washington, before starting Semble in 2007. Todd, welcome to today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. Well, Stephen, thank you. I really appreciate the chance to join you today. So, you know, today's topic, uh, how to finance a building or a property for your nonprofit. I mean, I've been kind of itching, Todd, to get you on the podcast because, you know, my company, Financing Solutions, gets a lot of calls from nonprofits who say they want to buy a building, they want to buy property, um, you know, and maybe people might be confused. They're like, well, why, Steve, why are you bringing on Assemble if, you know, Financing Solutions uh, uh, kind of does this? And, I, and the answer to that question is we do not do that. We, we provide a line of credit, which is used um, for more working you know, working capital or issues as as it relates to like payroll or emergencies, uh, things like that. Whereas, you know, Semble kind of gets a little bit more involved in um, financing properties and buildings. So, you know, Todd, maybe you could just start off by telling us a little bit about how you kind of got involved in starting Semble. Yeah, no. And again, I really do appreciate the chance to join you today. And, and you know, I'm grateful for, you know, the relationship with financial, uh, you know, financing solutions. 
you know, we've been able to refer a number of our clients to you and, you know, they've been, you know, I mean, you've served them very well. And again, I mean, this, as you shared, this is a relationship. I mean, we don't get involved in lines of credit. And so, you know, I've just been, you know, really grateful for the relationship that we are, are developing here in order to meet the, you know, the needs of the nonprofit community. Yeah, and I feel good. I, I, feel, I feel the same way. I feel good about telling, you know, so when someone calls in and they don't have a need for a line of credit, I can tell, you know, um, and then I, but they tell me they're looking to buy a piece of property. You know, there are not a lot of resources out there for nonprofits and especially with the way Symbol kind of, you know, what, the, what I've gathered about how Symbol handles it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, so again, I appreciate the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, let's take a step back and let's, you know, yeah. tell us a little about how you got involved with us. Yeah, no. So, um, I guess a little bit of background. I, as you shared, I'm an attorney by profession. I spent the early part of my career raising investment capital for for-profit companies, um, working with startup companies, high-tech companies here in the Pacific Northwest. I, I don't know if I've shared with you, but my most well-known client is Amazon. I uh, did their legal work in the early years, and you know, from that experience, I ended up founding a company that built technology in the travel industry. And you know, one thing led to another. Uh, uh, Fourteen years ago, uh, I was serving on the board of my kids' private school here in the Pacific Northwest. And that school had an opportunity to buy the property that they had been leasing. And unfortunately, the school had gone through several years of budget crises. They had no cash reserves. So the the prospect of being able to get a conventional loan uh, or, frankly, to raise charitable capital in the time frame necessary to buy the property was just not going to be possible. So based on my background in raising investment capital for for-profit companies, I put together a program. Uh, and over the course of 90 days, we were able to raise $5.6 million in investment capital in order to make a below market rate loan to the school so that they could buy that property. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and frankly, it was, you know, so I don't know, the, the old saying, you know, the uh, necessity is the mother of all inventions. And, you know, and that was sort of, you know, I sort of put that together. We were desperate. But, you know, as we got done with that loan, it, it really struck me. There's something really powerful about this program that can be offered to other nonprofits. I mean, we saw just in that first instance, we fundamentally transformed the financial trajectory of that school. That school was had least uh, their rental payments were over twenty thousand dollars a month. Uh, actually, it was closer to twenty one thousand a month. They used this program, you know, to act to secure you know below market rate loan with a monthly payment that was twenty three thousand dollars a month. So if you just stop there, you know, their facilities costs went up two thousand dollars from twenty one thousand to uh, twenty three thousand a month. But because their relationship with the property changed, namely, they went from being a tenant to being an owner, they now had the ability to, as an owner, rent the facility out, creating rental income. And you know, over the next six months after we bought the property, we brought in a number of other tenants. Uh, 
to you know use the facility when the school wasn't uh, using it. And we were generating right at $20,000 a month in revenue, uh, new revenue from rents. Well, if you have that, now the, the true net facility costs went from $21,000 a month down to about $2,000 a month. Wow. Uh, you know, freeing up, you know, close to $20,000 a month. Well, for a, a, a private school, freeing up a close to a quarter of a million dollars is transformational. It, it absolutely changed the, the trajectory of that school. And frankly, uh, the school, uh, you know, the owners of the property were going to sell to a developer. So that school would not be in existence today, but for something like this, you know, I, there's obviously other, there might be some other alternatives, but at that point in time, they really didn't have any other options. So, you know, just even from that foundation of that first uh, experience, it became very clear to me that, you know, with a program like this, we can fundamentally impact nonprofits in the communities that they're serving. And, you know, that became really the, the, the missional heart of our organization. You know, we, we have a, a desire to, to impact every community in this country by helping them to access below market rate capital so that they can, you know, address their loan needs. And over the years, uh, I would say, you know, in many ways, our program has uh, evolved. Uh, you know, it is really considered today to be the most comprehensive approach to addressing the loan needs of a nonprofit uh, that's available, especially for large capital needs, you know, uh, loans to acquire a building or refinance a current loan, Um uh, or for improvements or a combination of the, of the three. And the reason why, you know, it's considered the most comprehensive approach is that, you know, we are not forcing just one option. In fact, we not only, you know, the, 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 there's sort of three key value propositions. The one is we expand the number of options that are available to a nonprofit. And whatever options the nonprofit currently has for a loan, this program will enhance it. And what I mean by that is we first will uh, undertake a process where we deploy sort of this proprietary process that we've created, whereby as much of that loan is funded by investments by supporters of that organization. And in many cases, the entire loan need is funded by it that way. But in, in, you know, in some of them, uh, the, the constituents aren't able to fund the entire loan. And then we work with our bank partners primarily uh, to fund the gap. And, uh, and so, and uh, usually if a bank gets involved, they will do it on terms and conditions that are on better at better rates and terms than what the nonprofit could get on their own. And that's just driven by market dynamics. You know, by combining it with sort of the symbol facilitated approach, we strip risk out of it so that the banks feel comfortable coming in and providing um, rates on better terms and conditions. I guess I'll give you, and so I want to go through, I guess, you know, the other key benefits, you know, so one, it expands, you know, the, the number of options, uh, loan options available for the leaders to consider. 
The second benefit is this program will always result in the lowest monthly loan payment. Uh, and that's what drives us. I mean, our missional heart is to drive that cost of capital, that payment to the lowest cost. And, and in some instances, we've been able to drive the interest rate down to zero. We had one initiative, $7 million loan, and um, the interest rate on all those funds came in at a 0% interest rate. I mean, obviously, that just had a profound impact on an organization that was actually financially struggling. Uh, so. Um, so, you know, as we've evolved over the years, we offer more loan options. It'll always result in the lowest monthly payment. And the third benefit, which in many ways, you know, for some of our organizations has been the most significant benefit, is that our clients experience an incremental increase in charitable giving. And, you know, it just, again, having done this now 14 years uh, it's actually this last sort of you know, value proposition benefit that really gets us excited because, you know, for many nonprofits, they're looking at, you know, a need to, you know, re-engage lapsed donors or to, you know, bring donors into a deeper relationship with the organization. And this becomes a very effective, you know, almost strategic way to uh, engage their donor support base in a new and dynamic way that really they have never done in the past. And as a result of sort of, yeah, so, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So let me test my understanding because I know I know we've had this relationship with Assemble and Financing Solutions, but I mean, I always got a gist of kind of what you're saying, you're saying, and, you know, uh, for our listeners, uh, Let's use me as a taste, uh, a case example, and kind of let me test my understanding. So, so assemble a nonprofit would go out and get um, guaranteed pledges from their donors over a certain period of time, and and the and assemble would then use that as collateral. To back up the line, the uh, the mortgage is that correct? No, you know, in some ways, no, it's not quite correct. And here is why: because when we do in our niches, we will again maybe sort of how we actually do it. You know, we'll create this website, we'll share the investment opportunity out to the supporters of the organization. So let's just say it's a million dollar loan. We reach out to the, their supporters, and they are the, the supporters are actually reviewing, you know, their willingness to actually invest in the funding of the loan. So the capital for the loan that we facilitate is coming from the investors. So this becomes an alternative impact. So now. So it's not just a pledge. I now mean, the person who said, right. So are they are they using? So if someone let's just keep it simple and let's say that in that scenario, one person said, "I will give a million dollars." Right now, um, are they are they on the hook personally for the mortgage if the nonprofit defaults? Well, let's. So 
No, no, I'm not jumping too far. Oh, of, course, of course not, because I mean, oh. well, let, let's. I guess let's say it's a million dollar loan, and there's ten constituents each putting okay. in. And I'm going to do. Here's the scenario. Let's say it's a million dollar loan. There's five constituents putting in a hundred thousand dollars each, which leaves a shortfall of five hundred thousand. So in this case, they have the organization has a million dollar loan need. Half of the loan is going to be funded by a loan facilitated by our services. So we call it simple facilitated loan. And then the shortfall would come from one of our bank partners for the other 500,000. Well, these five investors are, they're putting their money in to fund the constituent loan and they're not guaranteeing. I mean, there is no exposure to the bank loan component. Uh, I mean, it's non-recourse to them. Uh, and really that that loan, that million dollar loan need is being funded really by two loans, the bank loan and then the symbol facilitated loan. And so that, that $500,000 from the donors, is is that used to put a down payment or put, uh, to put the money down on the property or the building? And then the, then the bank is using um, the building as collateral? Well, the bank is, is used as collateral for uh, for everyone involved. Most all of our loans are actually secured by the real estate as well. And if a, and if a bank is involved, the bank will be in a first position. So under our scenario, the bank is providing five hundred thousand on a million dollar you know loan. The constituents are the other five hundred thousand. So the bank has you know a loan to value ratio of fifty percent. And uh, and so and then the constituents are in a second position behind that bank. Yeah, I don't want to get too technical. On yeah. This. So yeah. So so where does the problem come into play? I mean, I know I know from experience, you know, I guess working with with you guys that it, it tends to be a longer cycle, kind of to buy to get this in place. Uh, where where is it? Where where is the hiccups kind of come into play? Well, I mean, we've actually found over the years, we are typically able to sort of fit within the sort of the time parameters of the initiatives uh, underway. We've uh, very, we just, I mean, other than sort of a sort of a financial crisis situation where somebody is being foreclosed on and they only have, you know, 30 days, that's a little more difficult for us. Our initiatives, we usually, uh, you know, they're 60 to 90 days for most of the loans. Oh, that's uh, So really for most, um, you know, scenarios, you know, that's, uh, that fits within sort of the, the, you know, the time parameters for our clients. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we don't, so let, let me, let me it does take a little longer than, you know, it's obviously. It's yeah, not, yeah. Well, that's not bad. I mean, I thought it was, you know, so let me summarize what you said. And, and that is, and to test my understanding and our listeners as well. And that is, so you, you go for a, a campaign, a capital campaign that raises money. Um, you use that money as uh, to put the, uh, money down on the building or property that you're going to purchase. And then the, the rest of it is either financed through symbol or through the banking relationships that you have with, with, uh, with symbol as well. 
Uh, is that is that accurate? Yeah, uh, but I would say on the bank side, it you know we will work with any bank, even the our clients' bank. You know, and I'll give you, I guess, one sort of a case study. We had a school, $7.2 million acquisition, no bank would loan to them. Just, you know, again, they just didn't meet the underwriting criteria for the banks at that time. They came to us and in 90 days, their community through our program funded one half of the loan need for that acquisition. So they they funded $3.6 million. That was enough. Now they're still 3.6 million short. Well, we ended up having four banks compete to fund that other half. And we ended up with a bank that funded the other half of the acquisition. I know you're in, you know, in the finance world, you know, large acquisition, uh, it's very unusual for a bank to be willing to be involved in a, an acquisition where 100% of it was debt financed, but they did in this case. And so we helped this organization go from being unbankable to having multiple loan options. The second benefit, if you take the combined payment of the symbol loan, you add it to the what the bank loan was for their $3.6 million, the org- that combined payment was still almost $10,000 a month less than what a bank loan would have been if they could have got a bank loan. And then the final benefit that, you know, the three benefits of this program is the school saw an incremental increase in charitable giving of well over $500,000 in the first 12 months that they don't believe they would have seen, but for the fact that they were able to get this property using this program. So how does, uh, is it added the size of the nonprofit that kind of does this? You know, it really can be applied on any size of nonprofit. I, you know, just by the sheer number of organizations, faith-based organizations, churches, synagogues, mosques are our number one uh, category that we've been serving over the years, uh, followed by schools. I mean, this is just uniquely suited for schools and education institutions, and then all types of nonprofits. Uh, I have a there's a, but, you know, uh, we do work with what you might even consider non-traditional nonprofits. I had a conversation with a group this morning that looks like they're going to move forward and they have no historic donors and supporters. And yet they see that they're going to be able to use this program in order to engage their community, to draw people in, to help them, you know, fund their loan need for their project. So where does it all start? The executive director for the nonprofit or someone on the board reads about Symbol or finds out about you guys. And, you know, then they find out about the program. So then they go back to the board or the executive director and say, you know what? We've always talked about buying a building or buying a, uh, a this piece of property. You know, I kind of see it a lot with um, sometimes with foster care people who take care of kids sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, uh, elderly care facilities that are nonprofit, um, you know, right down the line, I see a, a variety, you know, people have always, they, they call us saying, you know, we're thinking about buying this piece of property or this piece of property came up and it's being there, it's in foreclosure and we want to buy it or, you know, those type of things, you know, is that usually the way it starts is that someone starts saying, you know, we were thinking of buying this property. Yeah. You know, I think it, 
so again, we get involved with new acquisition, uh, financing, refinances, and you know, financing new capital projects. And so it depends on the nature of the project, but usually, you know, the the board and leadership says, you know, uh, you know, we have this project, you know, we want to buy a building or our loan is coming up for renewal. We need to refinance it. And they'll assign somebody to go and, okay, explore your options. And, you know, they'll, one way or another, they'll find their way to us. Uh, and, uh, it, it, and, you know, it's, it is a process of helping them understand sort of the, the benefits, the impact uh, that this would have on, on theirs. We'll typically, we have this unique loan calculator on our website to help that leader that's sort of doing their analysis so they can really take back to their leadership teams to know, you know, learn more about it and understand the impact it would have. Uh, we'll typically put together a more detailed overview and then just start having a, a dialogue with the leadership teams and answer their questions and steps about moving forward. I guess the hard part of all this is, you know, getting the people, the donors to, to, uh, con- to make the contribution to the capital campaign for the building or property. Is that accurate? Well, that's obviously the, uh, that's the, the, the heart of this program is engaging their community and to get them to consider uh, being a little more intentional on how they're managing and allocating their investment portfolios. And, you know, in some ways, it's a really simple conversation and value proposition. You know, we're just asking people. So instead of having your money sitting in a money market account, U.S. Treasuries, bank CDs, bonds, would you consider directing some of those funds, those investment proceeds over towards the funding of a loan for your nonprofit with these very significant benefits. And one of the things I haven't shared is we structure these in a way that allows individuals to utilize retirement funds in order to fund these loans for their nonprofit. And, you know, that's a very attractive option for a lot of people since usually funds sitting in a self-directed IRA, for example, aren't typically available for, you know, material support for uh, a nonprofit. So, so I mean, in English, how does that work? Uh, Like, so someone has a, um, a uh, IRA account that they've been saving for, for years and years and years, just, you know, something simple like that. Um, Do you, do they have to wait? Does the nonprofit have to wait for that person to pass away before they get that money? Oh, no. No, it just, we go through a process. We work with, you know, the custodial companies that administer IRAs. And uh, there's a process that we've, you know, developed with them where these initiatives that we facilitate just become a, it's like any other investment that's held by the IRA. So they're just making an investment decision. And and again, instead of buying, you know, a a stock that's traded on, on an exchange, or investing in U.S. Treasuries that's held in their IRA, this just becomes another investment that can be held uh, in their IRA by the custodial. There's not withdrawal fees. It just it becomes an alternative investment uh, that's held within their current IRA. Hmm. What 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 other complications typically come about in in this whole scenario? 
I mean, I know there's a lot, there could be a lot, but what's some of the common stuff that comes up? You know, I, you know, at one level, it's actually interesting. Uh, you know, this is new. It's a little different. A lot of people go, oh, I've never heard of something quite like this. Uh, so I, I would say there's, you know, for some people, a little bit of, of, I don't know if it's skepticism. They're just trying to educate themselves. But I would say the vast majority of time, once people really understand, and it's actually uh, quite straightforward, uh, uh, it's like the light bulb goes on. They go, man, this is awesome. They go, I've never heard of something like this. And they get to the point and go, well, why wouldn't I do this? And that's a little bit inherent in your question. What's sort of the downside? And, you know, we always caution people. They need to review the, the, all of the information on the website about this investment. They should check with their financial advisors. Uh, you know, we try to put them in a position to make sure that they're, you know, able to make an informed decision on, you know, on the, you know whether it's appropriate uh, type of investment. There's always inherent risks in a mortgage-backed investment. Uh, but, you know, the way in which we have structured this is that each investor's in, you know, their decision to invest is funding their nonprofit. So in theory, you know, they know the nonprofit, they know the, you know, the financial wherewithal of the organization, their belief in the organization, their leaders. They, you know, we have information about the real estate that's being used as collateral, you know, uh, usually there's appraisals done so they can look and, you know, again, there are people in the community and they have a general sense to, you know, does those appraisals look credible? Because uh, obviously in a worst case scenario, uh, you know, if there's a default, the property would be sold and the net proceeds distributed out to the investors. Uh, but, you know, I guess to that point, uh, you know, we've really, our, our clients have been very fortunate over the years except for a couple of, of uh, isolated situations um, that were experienced during this COVID period, we've never had a, a default situation. So we've never had to foreclose on uh, any of the loans. Uh, so, you know, so we help people to, you know, to assess the, the risks, uh, but obviously they need to make that informed decision. So that's one of the big, you know, if there's a downside, it's just, it's like any other investment. There's no such, you know, thing as you know, hundred percent guarantee. These aren't, you know, FDIC insured. There's no other than the real estate, which is the the collateral. Otherwise, they are looking to, you know, the organization and its ability to service that loan. I would say yeah. if there's another downside, and it's pretty nominal, but it's something that we do address with the investors is these are not liquid investments. You know, it's not like you know, you, you, you put your $10,000 in it today and a month from now, if you want your money back, you just don't call up and, you know, demand that it be sold to get your money back. And I mean, these are usually have investment terms of five years is the typical initial term. So, you know, people are cautioned that they shouldn't do this if they don't have the ability to keep those funds in for five years. Now, just quickly, we won't go into details, but, you know, there are situations where, you know, hardships have arisen 
And it's only happened out of thousands of investors, I think maybe 10 times over the last 14 years. And our clients and with our help have been able to accommodate those situations where investors needed to liquidate their, their holding. I know. So those, are two, those are two of the, 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 the bigger ones that we've just, you know, that it's sort of inherent in the nature of mortgage backed investments. And then, um, you know, if a hardship were to arise. All right. Good. All right. Well, listen, that's really all the time we have today. It was good explanation and details about it. I know there's more on your website and, uh, you know, for our listeners, if they want to learn more, um, they can just go to Semble. It's S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Correct, Todd? That is correct. That's Yeah. And they can certainly look at that. And then they can also, of course, contact um um, assemble. There's a phone number right on the website, of course, or a contact us form as well that they can kind of, you know, give them a call and get their questions answered and stuff like that. So, um, so Todd, uh, thanks so much for coming on today. I uh, really do appreciate it. Oh, you're most welcome. And thank you uh, again. I, re- I appreciate uh, all you're doing in, in this opportunity. Yep. If you, and for our listeners, if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. If you like today's podcast, please give us a review on your podcasting app to help us get the word out about the nonprofit MBA who's, that's become very, very popular. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, you can call us at 862-207-4118. Or visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. And, uh, you know, the the world has become very challenging, especially when the last, you know, due to the COVID and the years before. And we, um, you know, just want to thank all the executive directors and the, and the board members, the people who are working at the nonprofits for the work that they're doing. Uh, they're making the world a better place, and it's greatly appreciated. Everybody have a great 2021. Stay healthy. And uh, please keep listening.